Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Shock Fantasy is your home for the busy players' fantasy information. At Shock Fantasy, we provide quick-hitting charts, graphics, and dashboards to help you win in season-long, in best ball, in DFS, and in Dynasty Leagues. I'm Matt Harrison, longtime co-host of the longest-running fantasy football show in the history of the world, Fantasy Football Weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass for only $25. That's only 6.9 cents per day. Remember to use the promo code POTATO at checkout at shockfantasy.com. That's shockfantasy.com, promo code POTATO. Now, on with the podcast. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Yee-haw! Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. I'm trying out a couple of new intros. That one's probably not going to stick. But, you know, you got to try new things every once in a while. Uh, this is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter, uh, and this is the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Uh, it's Wednesday night. It's pretty late. My entire family is now asleep in their beds, uh, so I am going to preview the Thursday night football game for you very quickly, and then it's off to bed with me. Um, let's talk about this game. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Chicago for Thursday night. Bucks are favored by three and a half with a very, very low over under of 44 and a half. And all signs just point to a very defensive game in this one. I don't think there's going to be a lot of stellar starting grades here, but let's get into it. Uh, I should outline this with Tampa has the fourth best pass defense in the league and the second-best run defense in the league, according to Football Outsiders' DVOA metric, which usually is pretty good at forecasting these things. Uh, Chicago, the fifth-best against the pass, and they're the 16th against the run. So I guess that's the weak point here. So let's start with the Tampa running game. Um, That running game includes normally a lot of guys who might contribute, but... uh, Leonard Fournette is doubtful for this one, which gives Ronald Jones a, I'm going to give him a B minus grade because Charge isn't here. And uh, Charge would probably say, Inconceivable! I know he would say that for sure. Um, Jones gets the B minus. So on shockfantasy.com, I put out this thing called the Super Dash every week. And one of the new things that I added to the Super Dash this week, and it's kind of a metric that I've used before, um, it's, I, I call it workload, but it's also opportunities. And what it is, is it's rushing attempts plus receiving targets. So how many times a coach or a offensive coordinator trusts to give a ball to that player, uh, the higher, the, the, 
the number, the more they touch the ball in any given game. And Ronald Jones, he ranks 11th in the NFL with just under 19 touches per game on my workload metric. So that's a pretty good thing. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn did play a small part last week with Fournette out. I don't think it's enough for me to stray away from Rojo in this one. The Bears are allowing 102 rushing yards per game to opposing backs this year and a full touchdown per game. So I think all of that goes to Ronald Jones, and this could be kind of the Ronald Jones coming out party, possibly. Primetime game, under the lights, against the Bears. Maybe maybe this is his uh, spot here. So uh, I'm giving Rojo a B-. minus. Uh, as far as the passing game goes for the Bucks, it's a little bit of a disaster. Chris Godwin is out. O.J. Howard tore his Achilles last week. He's on IR. Justin Watson is out. Mike Evans and Scotty Miller are questionable. Well, let's start with Mike Evans. He has to play. He simply has to. They, they need bodies out there. He's averaging over a touchdown per game, and he's easily Brady's most trusted target. So he gets a B if he goes... Uh, the rest of them, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, uh, local Minnesota favorite, Tyler Johnson. Uh, he'll probably see some snaps in this game, but both of those guys are on the bench. The Bears just haven't allowed enough to wide receivers this year. Only 11 receptions on average per game, 166 yards per game to the position. They have not allowed a wide receiver touchdown all year. While I do like Mike Evans to maybe find pay dirt, I don't like the other guys to have that opportunity in this game. It's just not enough opportunity. So uh, I'm leaving Scotty and Tyler on the bench. And if you need to start a Tampa tight end with OJ Howard on IR now, it's probably Gronk. Although I should warn you, he's only averaging three and a half targets per game. Now that should go up a little bit with Howard gone, but Cameron Brait is a guy. He exists in the NFL he should see more snaps, and if Brait is anything, he's a touchdown vulture. So I'm giving a C- minus to Gronk. We're going to leave Brait on the bench for this week. And so we put that all together, and I'm going to give Tom Brady just a C grade off of his five-touchdown performance last week. Uh, I'm sure he threw his 43-year-old arm out of socket. And there's probably not enough ice in Tampa to get that arm back to where it should be on short rest against a much better Chicago defense. The Bears are only allowing 241 yards per game to quarterbacks and less than a score per outing through the air. It, it looks like a dud game for Tom Brady. I, I, I'm not feeling so great about him. But I will note, with all the COVID stuff going on, with the Tennessee Titans game kind of up in the air, maybe in doubt a little bit, and maybe the Patriots game kind of in doubt a little bit, it's possible that you want to play your Thursday players and take points while you have them. Uh, if you have Thursday players and you're not going to play them, you hope they're on IR. Or if it's a guy like Scotty Miller, who you just don't trust enough to play, you might as well cut him, open up that roster spot for somebody else that you might need to flex into on Sunday or Monday. Let's talk about the bear side now. It's bad. We're going to start there. Uh, Nick Foles is not playing the Falcons this week, so he's on the bench. The Bucks have allowed a couple of spike weeks this year to quarterbacks. Now, Teddy Bridgewater threw for 367. He did not throw a touchdown pass in that game, though. 
Justin Herbert threw for 290 and three touchdowns last week, and that was kind of a back-and-forth affair. I just don't trust it. It's not the same. Nick Foles is not as good as Justin Herbert. I don't think he's even as good as Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I don't trust him in this game, and especially as they held the Denver quarterbacks to 220 total yards and they held Drew Brees to 160 total yards, I'm, I'm just not going to bet on Foles to get it done here. I will give his top receiver, Allen Robinson, a B grade, though. He's fifth in the league with 10.3 targets per game, and he's 11th in the league with 83 receiving yards per game. And Tampa is allowing a wide receiver touchdown per game on average. If it's going anywhere, it's probably going to A-Rob in this one. So I got I got Allen Robinson as a B grade. I will leave Anthony Miller and Darnell Moody on the bench. Moody, by the way, questionable for this one. Uh, with the Bucks only allowing 154 receiving yards per game to the wide receiver position, I just don't see enough to go around after Robinson eats up close to 100 yards. That leaves about 50-60 left for Miller and Moody to kind of split here. I, I just don't like that enough. Um, and nobody's desperate enough to start Jimmy Graham yet. I, I don't think that we're at that point. Uh, I know TJ Hawkinson and Bob Tanyan are on by, but it's not quite Jimmy Graham starting season. So let's talk about David Montgomery um, and the running game for the Bears. I'm going to give Montgomery a starting grade. He gets a C+. Plus. Uh, on my workload metric, he gets 17 opportunities per game. That includes 3.8 targets per game, and I bring that up because they're using him out of the backfield as a pass catcher a bit more this season. And that was before Tariq Cohen went down. And now Tariq Cohen is out. And the Pats have also been kind of weak against pass catching backs. That's kind of their defense's weakness this year. So far, they've allowed 7.8 receptions and 64 yards through the air to running backs this season per game. When you compare that to the fact that they've only allowed 45 rushing yards to running backs per game this year. It's got to come through the air. They're only allowing 2.4 yards per carry. David Montgomery is not going to get it done on the ground. And that's why normally, you know, a high workload guy like Montgomery, he would get a B in most games. He's just down to a C plus in this one, because if he gets it done, it's going to have to be in the short passing game. That's it. We did it. I am the smartest man alive! Yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I can, uh, you know, put this podcast up on the interwebs and go to bed for the night. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed the podcast. Again, rate and review the Shock Fantasy Podcast uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, it does help me get some extra plays. Uh, extra plays might mean, uh, you know, you get to keep rolling and doing this in the future. That's fun right? You want success. That's what everybody wants. Great success. All right. Uh, as, uh, the blues brothers say, it's almost nine o'clock. We've got to go to work. Well, after nine o'clock, I'll talk to you guys next week on the shock fantasy podcast.